The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Illinois Fighting Illini get back on track after the big win over Wisconsin 79-69. And also, Sky Clark has decided to step away from the Illinois men's basketball program. So what does that mean for the Illini going forward? We saw a little preview of what it would be like without him during the game. And did Illinois fans panic too early or just panic when they didn't have to after the Missouri game and what has happened After the Northwestern game, we're going to discuss the game from Illinois versus Wisconsin. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Like and subscribe to YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. Um, Follow me at Coach underscore underscore Steve72 on Twitter and the Twitter for the podcast at Coach Steve Show on Twitter as well. Um, Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Like and subscribe again and all that Good stuff. So Illinois gets the win, 79-69 to over Wisconsin on Saturday afternoon. Now Illinois is 10-5 and overall, and they finally got a Big Ten win. They are now 1-3 in conference. Wisconsin is now 11-3 in the regular season. That was their first conference loss. Um, Illinois was up after the first half, 30-27. to Then they scored 49 in the second half, while Wisconsin scored 42. The, we'll we'll talk about Sky Clark first. Um, it was announced it was the day or two days beforehand that he was going to step away from the basketball program. Still, nothing fully has come out besides his statement about you know he wants his privacy respected and you know his family comes first and you know now people are pointing towards mental health and they're pointing towards these different things that something happened at home. He doesn't want to come out. And then Brad Underwood said they, they came out and said he they support him. He supports him. The program supports him, and they welcome him back. So stepping away can mean a couple things. It could mean something personal has happened that he doesn't want people to know about. And he has to take care of. That stuff's kind of hard to hide with social media nowadays. Uh, he could be stepping away because he doesn't like the locker room, doesn't like the players. Uh, again, that stuff would come out as well. It can mean a bunch of different things like that. And the moment it happened, people ran with it and said that he doesn't like Brett Underwood, you know, and viral things went of Coach Underwood yelling and saying that, we'll see, Sky Clark, this is what you got into. And you couldn't handle it, you know, and Coach Underwood's coaching was too much for him. And I say BS because he seemed to be fine. What 
it could possibly mean is that he got burnt out. Uh, you know, it could be from being a high regarded uh, recruit, playing travel ball, AAU, high school ball. Uh, part of his high school time was the COVID stuff. Uh, so that puts a lot of pressure on people. And so I'm not saying that happened. I have no re- you know, reason to say that's true. That's just a part of what it could look like because it is. You know, you play high school ball. That's a time commitment. I don't like the term. It's a grind, but high school basketball is a grind. And then sometimes these particular players – Sometimes they go play travel ball in the summer. They play AAU. They're doing it all year round. Sometimes they don't play other sports. And I don't know what he was doing. I'm sure he played another sport. But if they're getting recruited in that one sport, um, they'll play other sports. But then they put more time into that one. And then maybe he got to college and realized this is a lot. And his mental health probably took a toll and just needed to you know, step away for a little bit. But the comment of Coach Underwood saying they, welcome him, they would welcome him back just kind of tells you that. It could be that he just mental health couldn't handle it. It could be maybe it is toxic in the locker room and things that he just doesn't like to see. But then people started to say that it was maybe he's the one that's toxic and because of how Illinois went with getting the win because he left and then Illinois gets the win. I am not saying that one way or the other. I'm not saying Scott Clark not being there means they won the game. Uh, You know, we'll talk about the game as to – probably why that is I just think that something has happened at home I don't think that maybe it's necessarily him and coach Underwood people like to say that though because they think coach Underwood there was these t- quote-unquote tantrums but he just had to walk away so that kind of tells us that burnt out something happened at home or he just just this isn't what he thought it was and need to step away to really reflect on if this is something he wants to do. I have no, this is not 100%. It could be misinformation. It's just speculation, but everybody else is speculating. So why can't I? So that led into play, Illinois playing Wisconsin, and Wisconsin ranked 14th in the nation, uh, you know, ranked pretty high in the Big Ten, hadn't lost a Big Ten game yet. Um. Big time game for Illinois, and after the way it went against Northwestern, it was very worrisome of could they get it to click, and, you know, by God, they got things to start to click and start to work. Um, You notice right from the get-go that the ball movement, uh, not quite at the beginning, but after a while in the first half, you really started to see more aggression out of the team defensively and offensively. You started to see ball movement. You started to see... I always call a motion offense, which isn't really what that is, but every basketball team, high school, college, has some offense that they can come down and just run, and there's different things off of it that that can happen, and it just kind of depends on what you personally run. You saw Illinois running a ton of – it looked like a 2-1-2. They have a point guard and an off guard up. They have a guy flying up to the free throw line. They have two guys in the short corner or out in the corner, and they like to pass, and they cut through. He could pass, go set a ball screen, um, look to get downhill, kick out shot, uh, take a guy one-on-one. So there's different things. And they have their set plays, obviously, but that you saw a lot more of that. I get this game against Wisconsin than I think we saw versus Northwestern. And they were just being more aggressive on offense. They were passing the ball around. They were being more unselfish. Uh, a lot of more movement, not as much standing around after, I would say, probably the eight-minute mark or so in the game. 
And then you had players finally step up that needed to start to step up. Uh, Coleman Hawkins in the second half really stepped up. Um, Shannon Carter really stepped up. Uh, that that, that um, experience and age-wise started to step up. Um, for the Illini, a lot better. Off the bench, Epps, I thought, played much better. Um, Harris, even though he didn't score, I thought, and he got it. Um, he only had one foul, but the times he's in there for that 15 minutes um, really was a pest on defense. So I think they really told him, like, you know, you're going to play defense. He ended up with three steals, um, only one foul. So they said, your job is to play defense. Danger at the, at the first half, I thought, played okay. He was just missing some little bunny shots there. He was two of six, um, but he was a presence on defense. And in the second half, Wisconsin really went smaller and, you know, just pushed the floor and pushed the, the tempo. And so Illinois had to really stick. I think sometimes Coleman Hawkins was, quote-unquote, the, the center, essentially. Um, then you saw that under, Coach Underwood only rotated three guys. Uh, Rogers, Epps, and Melendez came off the bench. Um, they played big-time minutes. Epps played 29 minutes. Um, RJ Melendez played 24 minutes. Um, but the thing that's going to get talked about is Shannon Carter. He uh, played 31 minutes, which is a lot. He was 7 for 11 on field goal shooting, 1 of 2 for 3, 9 for 12 on free throws. He ended up with 24 points, which is a lot. Um, he did turn the ball over twice, but he had three assists, one steal, eight rebounds, and they were all defensive rebounds, so he was cl- crashing the board. And then in the second half, the big talk is going to be Coleman Hawkins finally, finally playing better. In the second half, ever since this is probably the best he had looked since he had his triple double. He was also seven for eleven on field goal percentage. He was six for nine on three pointers. He hit, uh, I think, four in a row or so. Uh, he ends up with twenty points. He had turned the ball over twice. He had one assist, five rebounds, five of them, all five or uh, defensive rebounds. Um, so. Looking at at the game, um, you just saw a lot more movement. We saw them finally hitting shots. They hit the shots with with confidence. Um, then on defense, you're still seeing that they're not switching um, on defense anymore. They they do it sometimes, but they are playing way more aggressive. On defense, they're fighting through screens, and you even heard the announcers talking about it, saying, you know, Coach Underwood was doing a couple things different. He was switching, which makes you vulnerable to slips, and makes you vulnerable to pops, and and you know, and sometimes uh, getting a mismatch for it to be post up, and then you're not playing as aggressive. You're playing off, and you're looking around, and if it's miscommunication, it's going to lead to layups, going to lead to open shots, and that's not what we saw teams doing. Um, Underwood's previous teams. And this one, I think he did because I think he was looking to more go toward. They were athletic, they were fast, they're young, and so I think he was. You could be very worried about when you're young, when you're playing straight up man-to-man defense, fouling, um, trying to help them out in that situation. And so I think he was. Just feels like he was tired of it. So you're seeing that they're starting to be more comfortable. So that switch that had happened um, right after Missouri game. So then it's been a little clunky. Um, but the more it goes on, if they're confident, their athleticism build, you know, the confidence and their athleticism playing defense is going to help build this team to be very good. 
Um, one of the things talked about is the toxic locker room. Um, you know, is was Coleman Hawkins and Mayer worried about their NBA draft status? Um, are they worried about what they're going to look like for that? Um, is that why um, Hawkins, you know, Coleman Hawkins, is he is he trying too much? Is Mayer trying to do way too much and be more about himself? Well, this game, Coleman Hawkins, I think, looked, you know, like I said, he looked better. Mayer only had 10 points. He was two for five on field goals, one of two on three. So he wasn't forcing them as much. He was getting fouled. He came up with six rebounds, three assists. He also had two blocks. And so something had happened um, in that locker room with Coach Underwood, and something clicked now with this game versus Wisconsin. And so what this can mean going forward is without Sky Clark, that's an athletic guy that can bring the ball up and guard people. Um, you are going to miss that, so you're going to have to have Harris step up more on the defensive side. Shannon Carter's going to have to take a bigger role. Um, even though he's not a freshman, he has some experience. He's going to take a bigger role. Epps coming off the bench with 15 points. He's been playing sneaky well, and so that he's going to have to step up. RJ Melendez is going to have to start stepping up. He only had four points, but he played a lot because he does bring that rebounding ability and can build a guard because he's lengthy. He ended up with six rebounds, five defensive, one offensive. Um, so those type of things are just going to have to – work through this Illinois team. Um, but they, they they did better shooting free throws. They were 73%, which it could be better, but it was better than what it was, 52% overall on three-pointers. Um, shot 47% from the floor, which is better. 30 rebounds – or 30 defensive rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, 14 assists overall, five steals – Six blocks. They turned the ball over ten times, and that happened at the end. A couple of those turnovers, though, were trying to get that extra pass when they were up. So it was unselfish. It wasn't taking the guy off the dribble and getting it poked out or anything like that. Um, only 14 fouls compared to what they were doing up to getting 20 fouls a game. Um, the largest lead was 15. And so what does this mean going for Illinois? Um, if this can continue, because um, you just beat a good Wisconsin team that – you know, people. I mean, they were ranked low in the Big Ten, but Wisconsin always seems to find a way to compete in the Big Ten and find their way back into that conversation. And so, um, what what does this mean? Well, it means that Illinois finally gets a Big Ten win. They're still low. They're two point five games back from Purdue, who is four and one in conference overall. Um, they're one and three in conference right now. Nebraska is two and three. And so, what? So it means that if Illinois can slowly figure it out and slowly continue to play together, and if they can figure out their locker room issues, which looks like they kind of, for this game at least, and again, it's one game. we got to continue to see it for multiple games because um, they have a very tough schedule. Now it's manageable, but it's tough um, having to go play Wisconsin, uh, Nebraska, then Michigan State, Minnesota, Indiana, Ohio State, then Wisconsin again. Nebraska again, Iowa, Minnesota, Rutgers, get Penn State again, Indiana, Northwestern, Ohio State, Michigan, Purdue. It's very, very tough. The Big Ten is a gauntlet right now. And if game by game they can piece these things together and put how athletic they are into running this offense where they can just move around and wear people down, where on the defensive side they could use their speed to really bother people. Danger is a nice complement to that where this big guy down low that's going to stop people from driving into the lane. Um, and if they are confident shooting the ball 
and then people flying out them and then driving to the lane and still kick out for that extra shot being unselfish. Illinois can Illinois proven how good they were to beat Texas, to beat UCLA. They've proven how good they can be. It's just figuring out how to play as a team because we're dealing with guys that never played. Not all of them have played together. We're used to seeing Illinois teams that were recruited as freshmen and being young. And and if you get some guys from a transfer portal, um, it wasn't very many, but they were surrounded by guys that had been together for two years or so, so they'd understand how to play. You're dealing with guys that, you know, Melendez and Haw- Coleman Hawkins have been around each other, but did they, did they really play together on the floor? You've got Mayer who has experience. You've got these freshmen. You've got a transfer Shannon Carter. Like, so you have things put there. You have pieces. They're very lengthy. They're very tall. They're very physical. And I think that when this non-switching man-to-man defense all the time – when it's, it starts getting cleaned up and it starts um, being very good and it starts clicking and then on offense when they realize how fast they are, how fuck they are, they can start moving around, um, staying out of foul trouble and keeping those guys on the floor. They can compete with anybody in the country, and if it starts clicking, they get confidence because once you get confident, it's going to shoot you know, straight to the moon. And so once that gets going – they can be very well. So I think myself and some other people, we panicked too much, but it is just one game. But it's nice to see because people were thinking they're probably going to get beat by Wisconsin the way it happened with Missouri, and they came out and proved how tough they can be, how mentally tough they can be, and when they're shooting and confident. Now, as it when they got the lead, now they've got to learn how to keep the lead. they got to learn how to give it up. Um, but I think that Illinois, I said this, will be okay as long as it continues to go. This If they lost this game, it might be different. Um, you didn't see much of – how bad of a coach Coach Underwood is after this game. So it's easy to say things when they lose, and it's easy not to say things when they win. Um, if you just trust what he's doing, uh, things will be fine. And then somebody said there's 75 basketball coaches out there that can do exactly what Coach Underwood does, and I dare them to name 75 coaches that can do what he was doing right now um, over his time at Illinois. I want them to say that. But good win for Illinois. Sad to see Sky Clark uh, walk or step away for a little bit. Um, hopefully he will be back. But right now, if Illinois can figure out the rotation with Coach Underwood and his lineups and everything, I think they're going to be just fine. They'll compete with people, and it's going to be an interesting matchup versus Nebraska, um, who can be very good. They're sneaky like that. So it'll be very interesting to see how that works. Um, but Illinois got the big win. Uh, we will talk about them when they play in Nebraska. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Like and subscribe. Um, on the YouTube channel, follow Ray on Apple and iTunes. Follow at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter and then at Coach Steve Show on Twitter as well. Uh, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Thank you guys again for watching and or listening, and we will see you guys next time.